TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A high drive to left center field. Soto clobbers one. And the Twins retake the lead. He got one right in the middle. 112 miles an hour exit velocity. The ball was absolutely annihilated. Deep to left field. And Aaron Hicks has put the Yankees in front. Hicks with just his second home run as a right-handed batter. Two and one to Kepler. A drive to the gap in left center field. Hicks. What a catch to end the game. Do you believe it? Oh, my goodness. Aaron Hicks with the catch of the year. God damn it. Those highlights courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 race to magic number down to 60 because the Indians got walked off yesterday. Miguel Sano was two for six with five RBIs and two Bombas. I'm Robbie Makloff along with Derek Wetmore. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And man, if you thought that weekend series with the A's was good, if you thought game one against the Yankees of this three game set was good, Last night, upstaged all of that. I mean, that game, I know that maybe wasn't your style of game, Derek Wetmore, based on the conversation we had yesterday. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> Don't put any words in my mouth today, Rami Maclough. That game had everything wow. you could ask for in a game other than maybe good bullpens. Sure. Other than that, it had everything you could ask for in a game. Comebacks, comebacks on comebacks, uh, defensive plays, to end, gold glove-like plays to end the game, home runs on home runs on home runs. It took over five hours, and it ended with the Twins' loss. But despite how it ended and despite how you felt when it ended, you had to have been thoroughly entertained for five hours by that baseball game. I mean, night. where do we start? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was going through my notes. I was watching it with some buddies last night, and I was going through my notes of like, okay, what's the most important thing to pull out of this game? And honestly, I don't I, know. I, I, so, I don't know if this is right. so much to consume. You guys tell me, Manny, Rami, I want to hear if I'm way off on this. But my first thought was like, can't wait to see that rematch in October. Yes, you get another rematch on Wednesday. Today will be a fun pitching matchup for the Twins. Jake Odorizzi going against Jay Happ. Chance to win a series at home against a very good baseball team. Remember, one series at a time. Windshields, not rear views. Exactly. But I can't wait for October now. Like That felt like an October baseball game, an October preview. And now, I mean, I don't know how Twins fans are feeling. We'll hear from them later in the show, I hope. Yeah, I don't know how open, you guys are feeling. We're going to open Twins Vent Line at about 1220. You can line up now if you want, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at SKOR North with your thoughts on that game last night. How I was feeling was October is going to be so much fun. If you're going to get baseball games like that, I, I, I can't wait. I'm ready for it to start tomorrow. That felt like a playoff game last night. That had the feeling of a playoff game. Now, I think both teams are hoping their bullpens are better by the time October comes around, so maybe there will be a little bit more pitching and a little bit less offense when these two teams meet in October. But that had, and not just the players, but the atmosphere in Target Field, it felt like an October baseball game last night here in Minnesota. That that was a yeah. little preview of what you have in store for you in a couple of months. I don't know what else to say. I mean, like, we I mean, can we, talk. Let's just end the show. Sounds we, good. We Everybody, nothing, thanks for coming. We're speechless. Great game. We're speechless because it was so great. Thank you for listening. <laughs> just play some highlights. This has been the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bomba Soda. <laughs> hey, I don't know if we can play. Maybe we can squeeze this in. I know it's a Friday thing, so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, like, overstep any bounds here, but... Today feels like a pretty good day for an impromptu version of did the Twins bullpen do its job? I don't know what you're feeling about that, Ram Rami. If we can get that in. I think we could do a little later in the show. Yeah, like final segment maybe. Okay, yeah. Have some fun with it. Pretend like it's a Friday. It feels like a Friday. I'll see if Ram Rami is in the building, if I can get him in the studio. Check his booking fee and see if we can get that negotiated down before 1240 today. And I just, like, I can see both sides of this. If you're stoked that you went 
in a heavyweight 13-round blow for blow. What, what was your emotion when that game was over? Other than just, just, exa- wow. just, other than just <laughs> yeah. exhausting. Yeah, I'm going to mere, bed. And mere awe <laughs> at what we just witnessed for five hours. But I don't what, know. Like, were you encouraged? Were you crestfallen? What, 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 how was Derek Falvey, or Derek Falvey, how was Derek Wetmore and you at 651-646-8255? How were you feeling when that game was over? Put myself in the mind of Derek Falvey was probably disappointed. Probably. Derek Wetmore was like without an emotional attachment to this team, honestly. And I think there are some Twins fans who feel this way too, and, and I hope to hear from some of them that... Some people are going to just be irate, just furious. Bullpen moves need to happen, and they need to happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I, I Like, that's not wrong. I also think there are some Twins fans who think, wow, just went 12 rounds with the heavyweight juggernauts, and it was this close. I mean, if Byron Buxton plays that game, the Twins win. If Blake Parker doesn't melt down, the Twins win. Like, to be able to come back against those superhero relievers late in that game at Target Field with that place buzzing like that, I personally take positives out of that and would say, this team's just about ready for October. Now, front office, you got about a week to make it finally so. And when you talk about the bullpen, look, I don't I don't want... Cody Stashak on the mound when there are big games on the really? line. That's not, that's not something I know, but do you really trust him already at this point? Looks like a good live young arm, but that's not the guy who I had. He's not in my what do you call it? Tr- uh, trust tr- tree. Trust tree. He's not on your trust Cody tree. Cody Stashak and Cole Stewart are not in my trust tree, and those aren't guys who I want to I want to rest big games on on their arms. And but here's the thing. I don't think that they will be. I don't think that the Twins will be resting on those guys' arms come late September and October when playoff baseball is underway. And, again, a little bit of perspective. I keep trying to bring perspective to people's thoughts and opinions on this bullpen. It's not great. It definitely needs help. But bullpens across this league are struggling. And what you asked about your, what you asked of your bullpen in games one and two combined against this Minnesota Yankees, God, I can't talk today, against this New York Yankees lineup, which is the only lineup in the league, if you ask me, that stacks up to the Minnesota Twins. What you asked of them to do, because both of your starters had lackluster performances back-to-back nights, you were almost destined to have the type of night that their bullpen had last night against the Yankees. It felt like the Minnesota Yankees, didn't it? It did. I mean, like, this is, this is a great lineup. You get into a spot where your back's against the wall and you got no shot, game's over. That's Aroldis Chapman over there. Or, fast forward, that's Adam Adovino over there. Like, this is supposed to scare you. Mm-hmm. These guys aren't scared. At there's, all. there's not one hitter in the lineup where I felt at one point last night now, we could talk about the bullpen, different story. But lineup-wise, there was not one point in that game that I sat there in all, what was it, 26 runs scored, if my math off the top of my head's correct. Throughout all of that, I did not sense, oh, this guy's overmatched a little bit right here. This guy doesn't want to be facing Chapman. That Chapman inning is probably the most fun inning of the year that I've seen. Yep. As an impartial observer who watches a lot of Twins games and is like, Taking mental notes for the show tomorrow, like, geez, Manny Ryan, what can we talk about? Judd's texting me, he's like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> as an impartial observer of a baseball team, that was the most fun inning because that's the boogeyman. Right. Like, we talked about the Yankees right. as the boogeyman coming into this series. You know who embodies the boogeyman? Araldus Chapman. Araldus freaking Chapman and his 90 plus, 95 plus mile an hour fastball. Right. Now, there were some battles. They were fun at bats. I mean, we could go guy for guy in that inning. And the truth of it is the Twins wind up at the end of it have to be feeling really, really good about your squad as a whole, knowing that, yes, obviously, there's one glaring weakness, and it's within your rights. You have permission to now go fix that one glaring weakness. But guess what? The team who you'll pro- one of the teams who you'll probably face in October their bullpen problems were also on display last night, yeah. and they've spent a lot more money and prospects to stack up the bullpen that they have than the Minnesota Twins did. That's a great point. Yeah, I hadn't really considered it like that. But and So that leads me to my overall perspective on the game last yeah. night and how I felt, which was, man, really wanted that one, but they just went toe-to-toe with one of the teams who you know you're going to face in October. And now for six straight nights... 
have gone toe-to-toe against teams who you will or very likely could face in October, have taken the blows and have delivered the blows themselves and just gone shot for shot with the A's and the Yankees for six straight nights. You ended up on the wrong end of it last night, but it took an extraordinary play in center field oh, for man. that game to end oh, the way that it did. If that And that's that's a play... It's either make or break. When he decided to leave his feet for I that swear ball, I thought that was over. When he decided to leave his feet for that ball, it was either catch it and win or miss it and lose. Because there, there was, was no recovering to quickly get the ball back into the infield once he left his feet. That game was over if he doesn't make that play. So you literally lost that game by mere inches <laughs> after you went toe to toe with one of the best teams in the American League. If you had doubts about whether or not your Minnesota Twins were for real, if they were in the same class as other American League playoff teams and powerhouses, these last six nights, even though you're only 3-3, three and three, these last six nights have proven a lot to me in terms of what what class, what designation the Twins belong in. They are right there Super team. with all the teams who are the class of the American League. Super team minus, right? Yeah. I think we both agree on this. Like, we're not going to spend 60 minutes on the Score North first place twin show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 60? 60? 60. 60. Indians got walked off we're not night. that. There you go. We're not going to spend all this time just whitewashing Twins fans and saying, like, it's all great. Hey, you give up 14 runs, but no big deal because you scored 12. Isn't this fun? It's like, no, you scored 12. You came through in a bunch of pressure-packed moments without a full complement of players. You kept throwing haymakers late into the night, and there's this Achilles heel that you should probably do something about. And you can. You've got a week to do something about it. So I'm not here to say... Uh, this team is ready to win a World Series right now. Um, let's go, boys. 25-man roster. This is good enough. It's more like most of this is good enough, and you should be feeling really, really good. To your point, Rami, if you had any doubts about is this a World Series type of year, yes, this is a World Series type of year. I think the last six games, the four against the A's and the first two against the Yankees, both of which you split so far, chance to win a series tonight, I think those six games, it's a small sample size, man, but I think it underscores the point that it's go time. This isn't, uh, hey, I've been playing 500 ball for like five weeks, so maybe that was just a mirage early in the season. Calm down, calm down, we'll, we'll load up for 2020. No, dude, I think the last six games show you, hey, those are the best teams in baseball, and you're every bit as good of them as them. You, you should be considering yourself in that conversation Teams in that conversation try to get better before the trade deadline. Absolutely. Full stop. Simple as that. This is a World Series year. No doubt about it. They are in a class with these teams that we're talking about. And I don't know about you. I do put stock in if they come out of these seven games against the A's and the Yankees with four wins. I put stock in that. I take heart in that in terms of yeah, how they, sure. in terms of how they can perform in October. Doesn't the uh, Mets series feel like such a distant memory now? Yeah, <laughs> it feels it really like does. feels like we've watched a month of baseball since that. But no, it's been six games, six games against some super good teams. And like I said, we're going to open the uh, Twins vent line six five one six four six eight two five five, or you can tweet us at s k o r north. Any uh, thoughts or comments, questions you got to get off your chest concerning your Minnesota Twins? Go ahead and uh, line them up right now. But I'd I'd be remiss as the uh, leader of the robot umpire takeover movement, Derek Wetmore. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about this. I did not mention in our first segment and little recap of last night's awesome game why we need robot umpires. And I think Rocco Baldelli probably agrees with me as he was ejected and basically said that the umpires and Ramon DeJesus, the home plate umpire last night, cost them a win due to what happened in the eighth inning. And another blown call by Hernandez. (laughs) Thanks, Hawk. I mean, yes, it's undeniable. You missed the strike three call on Tyler Duffy. There's probably one other one that you can take issue with, and that's that's kind of the ball game. But here's what I think. I think I might be alone on this, so forgive me, dear listener. If this is not how you think about the game after having watched it, I kind of view, like, especially regular season, like, we have to talk about it in the media, but go ahead and take the high road. Go ahead and like, you know, make the next pitch, get the next guy out, 
Don't talk about the umpires unless it's just egregiously bad. If it's blatant, like, favoritism, 70-30 calls went against you. You know what? The Twins got some calls, too, last night. And probably not as pivotal uh, pivotal as that one that clearly crossed the plate in the strike zone. Uh, Tyler Duffy should have been walking away with strike three. I, I totally get it. Not here to say the umpires are great and they all deserve a raise and promotion and a gold star and our adulation. But I am here to say that, like, he missed some on both sides of it. And even if you did kind of get hosed, because I think you kind of got hosed. I think you just come in today and say, you know what? It's baseball. Today, yes. happens. No need to talk about it. Let's just go win tonight. Today, yes. But I had no problem with Rocco Baldelli going out and giving DeJesus oh, yeah, a piece get of tossed. his mind during the game, getting tossed. James Rousen got James tossed, Rousen too. got tossed in yeah. the 10th inning. And I have no problem with Rocco Baldelli going to the, the, the media afterwards and, and saying this. He says, well, it was a strike that was called a ball. Ramon had, in my opinion, a fine day behind the plate. But in one of the biggest moments of the game, he missed a call, Baldelli said. Afterward, I have great respect for the crew out there, and they do their jobs. I also thought there was a check swing during Voight's at-bat that was ruled no swing. So there were two times where I thought the inning was over, and I feel pretty confident about what I saw in the inning and ended up going on and the Yankees ended up scoring because of it our players that's what I'm talking about when I say our players earned something did their part they did their jobs so that's what's frustrating about the whole thing that was Rocco Baldelli about some missed calls in the eighth inning last night I have no problem with him coming out and saying that Derek yeah because of what we talked about when we opened up this show and that's that last night felt like a playoff game yeah and it would have done a lot I don't want to overstate it but it would have it would have done a lot for the psyche, the mindset, the confidence of the of that Twins baseball team last night to come out with the win that he felt like his guys deserved. I know. I hear you. And he's not wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say, Rocco, you're wrong. Because he's right. He's dead right. Um, and it's even courteous of him to come out and say, I thought he did a fine job last night, but... That's a very Minnesota backhanded compliment. <laughs> Always set up the set up the dig, Rami. That Rami, he knows his baseball, and he sure is a fun guy to have around. But that, that roof thing that is roof exhausting. Jeez, oh. so annoying. It allows you to say whatever you want after right. the butt. Yeah. Nice guy butt. It's like no disrespect. But. It's very courteous of Rocco to even give a nice guy butt. Good job, ump butt. Like, no, I don't think he had a good game and I don't think we have to lie about it. But from a decorum thing, this is where I'm coming from. Like, if you are the class of the majors, like you aspire to be, like the Dodgers are, like the Houston Astros are, like the New York Yankees sure look to be right now. Gosh, I just don't know how much you complain about that. A.J. Hinch complains about an umpire in spring training and it makes headlines for three days. And rightfully so, and I think that's probably the time to do it. Expose this dude. I think that was Angel Hernandez, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but expose him in spring. No stakes. Just put a spotlight on this so we start talking about like, hey, yeah, I think umpires need to be better. How can we help them be better? And in the regular season, to me, I just... I. I wouldn't want that to be part of the storyline of a team to say, you know what, pretty good team, but got hosed by the umpires and then was very vocal about it. I, if you're a good team, go be a good team and beat good teams. That's where I'm coming from. I think it's it's just a decorum thing. I'm not offended by the fact that Rocco says this, but like, you know what your opportunity is tonight? Go win another ball game. Take two or three from the Yankees at home. Now we forget about the umpire. doesn't matter. Take the high road. To me, on top of what I said before about why I have no problem with it, the more noise that's made about umpires <laughs> missing blown calls, the closer we are to the hashtag robot umpire takeover. <laughs> so make all the noise you want. Rocco. You're starting a movement. And any other managers, I'm starting a movement. Use the hashtag. When you're out there arguing with the umpire, Rocco, He's just like, like, hashtag robot umpire takeover. You can't have that. You can't have that in a crucial spot like that. He right borrows there. one of those big signs from somebody <laughs> in the first base, like <laughs> the first base seats right over the dugout. Scribbles in big sharpie hashtag robot ump takeover. So that was me venting about umpiring. Now your time to vent. The Twins vent line is open at 651-646-8255. You can tweet the show at Score North. Any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns you have about your Minnesota Twins? The Score North first place Twins show is here for you live from Bomba Soda. The land of 10,000 rakes.
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your the Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. A deep drive to right field. And we are tied. The All-Star shortstop. Does it again, this time from the left side of the plate. Tried to go up on him, didn't get it up enough. That was uh, one of many, many bombas and highlights that were delivered in last night's loss to the New York Yankees in, what was it, 10 innings, 14 to 12 the final, five hours and some minutes, and the Yankees end up on top of your Minnesota Twins. This is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 60. Derek has asked me to occasionally mention what Miguel Sano is doing, and yeah, I rejoins two for five with five RBI and two bombas <laughs> for Miguel Sano. The Twins vent line is open right now for you. Any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns you have about your Minnesota Twins, score North First Place Twins show here for you at 651-646-8255. We'll also read some of your tweets at SKOR North here momentarily, but let's go out to Rush City and get in. Carl, you're on Score North. What's up, Carl? Um, so I'm very much in agreement with you guys. Carl, I'm going to put you on hold real quick. Bad cell phone and your radio is on in the background. So uh, let's see if we can remedy those two things. We'll, we'll get you get, right back on Twins right Vent Line. On. Uh, Mike in St. Paul, you're on Score North. What's up, Mike? Hi, guys. Hey. Um, I think after a, after a game like last night where emotional roller coaster, um, feeling like playoffs probably for players and fans, um, I think it's very important to temper reactions like the the massive – flaming that started happening on Twitter about make the trade now and we have to improve the bull. Look, everybody knows the bullpen has to be improved, although I would make an argument over the last couple of days that one of the big reasons the bullpen is getting taxed is because the starters can't go five innings. There you go. And so, you know, <laughs> that actually might reveal a, a potentially even greater need. Um, it, you know, and there's at least some argument for that. But... Um, like you, like you guys were talking about earlier, if Hicks doesn't make the catch in center field, the Twins win and walk off, and everybody's feeling a lot different. Well, at least those who are ending up on one end of the roller coaster or not. That's about as close to a 50-50 game between two teams as you're ever going to get. I mean, they, it ta- you, you talk about evenly matched in so many ways, even all the way down to our bullpen didn't do very well, and the Yankees didn't either. I mean, we took the Yankees starter, um, who's leading the American League in wins, and their number one starter – and we destroyed him and knocked him out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. I'm glad some perspective was brought to the show in the first uh, Twins vent line call on the Score North first place Twins show. Yeah, I think that's important perspective because the Yankees are melting down in New York today about their bullpen too. <laughs> maybe not Maybe not to the degree we are. No, because he won have, the game. And because they have Aroldis Chapman at the back end. How do you that, do? That Although makes you feel a little bit better. he was a mess better. last yeah. night. I know. I know. And he's been a mess in July. Did yeah. you guys see his July numbers that Crazy. they flashed yeah, up on Fox like Sports? Nine or something that they it's said. Insane. Crazy. And yeah. Adam Adovino, the guy who would strike out Babe Ruth every time he faced him, and he's right about that. <laughs> I saw yesterday, I wouldn't have known this, but he's had four save opportunities, now five. Oh for five. Didn't finish any of them. Really? Oh for five. So, I mean, that's a that's a weapon that you went and paid for, hired gun. And uh, I'm just saying, if you're a Yankees fan, you're probably not feeling great about having given up 12 runs yesterday either. Right. Let's go, something to think about. Let's go back to our city and uh, give Carl another try. Hey, Carl, Carl. You're on Score North. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Hey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I think the last caller sort of alluded to it that, you know, starting pitching um, – is something we need to kind of take a look at also in addition to the bullpen. And that was kind of my secondary takeaway, I think, from last night's game. Uh, it felt like, and you know, maybe this is harping a little bit too much on Gibby for one performance, but it, 
It, uh, it kind of felt like he was falling behind the Yankees hitters a lot, getting into a lot of hitters counts, and I think it was maybe the fourth where they stranded the bases loaded. And it just kind of made me think, you know, in terms of October, if we're going up against, you know, New York and the, the ALDS or ALCS, uh, you know, we might not be fortunate enough to get away with falling behind uh, kind of a Yankee lineup uh, and those kind of counts. Like, it sort of felt like Gibby did. So, if anything, it's, uh, the fact that we went toe-to-toe so much with the Yankees last night um, made me more sold on the idea of, of giving up more serious kind of prospect capital for uh, a starter, but then also the fact that Gibby, who's, you know, would be in our top three, would be in our playoff rotation, mm. uh, the fact that he kind of started falling behind guys like that uh, made me even more kind of sold on the idea of um, making a serious run at a you know top of the line starting pitcher. Yeah, for sure, Carl. Let me ask you quick before I let you run on Twins Vent Line. You're, I, I'm, I'm guessing that your priority is a reliever, but what you're saying is maybe go mm-hmm. get both now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still priority number one is the bullpen. Sure. Um, but you know, obviously, getting a starting, uh, better starting rotational, as the last caller said, kind of take pressure off the bullpen a little bit more and. Uh, lighten the load, but also you need to you need to have someone who can eat up you know at least a solid five or six innings uh, without giving up too much damage. So the bullpen has a lead to work with. Love um, it. So yeah, I'm saying go after both. Yes, priority one bullpen, but definitely go after both. Great stuff, Carl. Call, Carl. Yeah, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, dead on, Kyle Gibson. The one pitch that just like ugh, the one pitch that you woke up thinking about last night. That middle middle fastball with two guys on base to Didi Gregorius in the fifth. It's like Twins have an eight two lead, which we forget yep. about because it was a fun, dramatic, awesome, intense baseball game. You're up eight two. You've got permission to win that. By the way, you're up <laughs> when you've got a lead with Taylor Rogers on the mound. You also have permission to win that, but that's another story for another time. The Kyle Gibson middle middle fastball to Didi Gregorius that he left the yard with is what gave the Yankees life. It's what gave them hope. It got them from a this could be a laugher. Look out. Twins are about to blow the barn doors off of this game to, hey, let's go. Like, we've got a deep lineup. Right. Let's do this. That was the pitch that I think uh, probably a couple of people with the Twins would have lost some sleep about last night. And Gibson is just so Jekyll and Hyde. And he's tough, man. He's tough. I don't know that you can afford for, is it Jekyll or Hyde? That's the bad one. I never, <laughs> never read it. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So it's Mr. Hyde that's bad then? I think Dr. Jekyll is the bad one. Whatever. You can't afford for the bad one to show up in October is what I'm trying to say here. Went a long way for that analogy. It was a long walk for a short drink of water. That's the only thing. Like, if you can get get good Kyle Gibson, which is it? Yeah, man. Which is it doesn't pop off the page. It doesn't blow you away when you get good Kyle Gibson. We've seen him. He'd be good enough for a playoff start. Good Kyle Gibson is good enough for a playoff start. You just don't know if it's good Kyle. I mean, look, his last five outings. I'll give you his last five outings. Six innings, five runs, or excuse me, three runs, one inning, and then left after just the opener. One yeah. yeah. Uh, Cleveland, he had three and two thirds innings, gave up three runs, only one of them earned. His last start against Oakland might have been his best start of the season, where he went seven innings, three runs, six hits, and was just locking up A's hitters left and right. And then he comes out yesterday, five innings and five runs earned on seven hits and three walks. You can get. Oh, this is a big if, but if you can get the Kyle Gibson you got, was it at Toronto or his home against Toronto? But I think he had like 11 punch outs in that game. If you can get that Kyle Gibson. That was at Toronto. The one with the big fastball, the okay. one with the yeah. power breaking ball, the two seam when he needs it, um, change up working, swing and miss. Like that dude's nasty. That right. dude is filthy. And that dude is in there. So I don't want to say like Kyle Gibson sucks. This is never going to work out. But to collar Carl's point, like inconsistent Gibson could be a problem come postseason time. Um, I, I was talking about Noah Syndergaard weeks ago. I was talking about Trevor Bauer weeks ago. It appears to me, anyways, like Madison Bumgarner would be off the table at this point. Uh, Marcus Stroman is a name that gets thrown around there a lot. Starting pitching could make a big difference for this team in October. I think it's more likely that your starting rotation comes around to make you happy in October than it does this current bullpen comes around to make you happy. That's just my two cents. Got a tweet here from uh, Kurtz, 968. He says, the umps mistake doesn't excuse the bullpen giving up all those runs. Why did it take so long to pull Parker from the game? It was obvious the Yankees had his number. That drove me nuts. Gibson was terrible as well. 
Yeah, the Parker one. I don't know what you're going to do there. Like, what what options do you have? So we should say this. I bet you the Twins are going to make a bullpen move today. I mean, it would make sense. You would think so. It, it would make sense. You've got to win this game, win two or three, win a series against a good baseball team, one series at a time. Go ahead. Right. But they brought in, what, two new relievers two days ago, Cody Stashek and Lewis Thorpe. They both pitched in this Yankee series already. Uh, Rodgers went two in a row. Taylor Rodgers might be unavailable tonight. Like, these... These games matter. The bullpen availability matters right now, and you can go do something about it. Uh, Blake Parker lately, I mean, he, he was lost in the middle of the season, and then he kind of got it back. It was like, oh, it was, that's what was working earlier. Fastball, swing and miss with the splitter. But what you've gotten from him lately, I think calling it walking a tightrope would be far too kind and actually an, an, an insult to some tightrope walkers. And if you're a Twins fan, I think you see him walk into the game right now and you just start to sweat. Yeah, I think so, too. But when we talk about bullpen decisions that a manager makes, whether it's pulling a guy too early or pulling a guy too late, like we're talking about with Blake Parker, we often look at those decisions in a vacuum. And we don't ask, well, what 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 what, what does this manager have to deal with in terms of his bullpen the last two or three nights? How much have they been used? Is he trying to save arms? Is it just spent? Does he have a better option to go to, even if the bullpen isn't spent? I mean, it's it's easy to look and say, why would you leave Blake Parker in there for so long? But were there a lot of better options at that point? You could argue that there were better options, but that's that's what it, that's what a manager has to consider. It's, it's not one situation in one game on one right. night. There is a right. bigger picture well, to, to consider when making those decisions. And it's matchups. That's right. such a big part of it. Like you've got it. The reason Blake Parker is on this team is because he was going to be trusted part of the quartet at the end of games. And it to me just looks like that ain't happening. He went in in the eighth inning to face Glaber Torres and here's his you know, if you if you had to step away for a minute or go grab another beer or something like that, Blake Parker's night went something like this. Walked Glaber Torres, double Gio Urshela, double Mike Talkman. Aaron Hicks struck out swinging. Aaron Judge, double. End of the night for Blake Parker. That's not good. That's <laughs> not what you're in the eighth good, inning good to do. Sorry to uh, spoil. I'm not trying to lose any steam for the America's one of the most popular game shows in this country. New game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? We'll play that next. But that, to me, is why you lost this game. Is Blake Parker came in in a spot where you trust him to do a job. He didn't do the job. And then you turned to Tyler Duffy to uh, try to get you out of the rest of it. It it wasn't perfect for Duffy either. But the point is just that, like, I think you have two trusted relievers right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you needed more than two last night to get through those innings. You know, Ryan Harper, too, I look at that at bat with Didi Gregorius. And Gregorius is, he's obviously a good player, and he was terrific last night for the Yankees. But, like, and and Blake Parker obviously did not, you know, when he left the game, it, they were in a much worse situation than when he entered the game. Yeah. But when Ryan Harper hangs a breaking ball right over the middle of the plate that Gregorius hits a towering double off the wall, to allow two runs to score to put the Yankees in front like that, like you just can't, you just can't have that. As good a hitter as we know how good Didi Gregorius is, and you just in that particular situation, you just you can't hang a breaking ball like that. You, that just can't happen. Now we're talking about having a little bit of perspective. You can disagree with the move Rocco made, but have a little perspective about why he made that decision and all the mm-hmm. factors that go into it. This is a tweet that illustrates no perspective whatsoever. It comes from Tea Time at SKOR North. He says Rocco should be on the hot seat by putting Parker in there oh. and leaving him in. Okay. Cost him the game. Yeah. All right. Fire him. Yeah, one game. Fire that man. Okay. Let's get in uh, Howard. 61 in- and 39. We want to fire Fire that dude. All right. man- <laughs> AL manager of the year in a landslide, okay. but but fire him. Let's get in uh, Howard in Chicago. Hey, Howard. You're on the Score North First Place Twins show. What's up, Howard? Good afternoon. There's three points I have. One, I don't know why Cole Stewart was even out there last night. Either you have some confidence in Trevor May or you send him down. But I can't send a guy out with a 91-mile-an-hour fastball 
who's not going to get not going to fool anybody that late in the game. Yeah, but I think that's where they were at because their bullpen has been taxed. Could be the 49 pitches the other day. I don't know for sure. I knew May was going to get Monday off. I didn't know about Tuesday or not, but that could be it, Howard. Do we really think it would have made much of a difference? Mm, probably not. I mean, it's not like Trevor May has been lights out. And that's recently. a really good, I mean, that's that's the only lineup that can say they're as good or better than the Minnesota Twins. That's the only lineup in baseball that can say that right now. When you look at the numbers, uh, I know there are more. There's more name recognition in the Astros lineup, and you could probably pick a couple other lineups around baseball. I was baseball gonna say the there, Dodgers but, on lines two and three. When you look at the numbers, <laughs> I know the home Twins runs, runs scored, runs per game, run differential. Only one lineup has Mitch Garver and Miguel Sano. So Thank I think you. you're right. Exactly. I mean, if we're exactly my point. <laughs> if we're actually at a point now where we're trying to debate which pitcher should have been in at what particular spot as far as this bullpen is concerned, that just that is a signal that this bullpen needs an upgrade. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's 100%. just, I mean, because, like, I guess the point I'm making is there's no point in debating of, well, should they have used Blake Parker in this spot or should they have used Trevor May or they shouldn't have used Cole Stewart there. The reality is, is, Outside of Taylor Rogers, who unfortunately last night blew a save in his own right, I mean, who else do you really trust in this bullpen at this point? But even if you had a good bullpen, let's say we were sitting here today and Twins fans had zero concerns about their bullpen, right? Let's just let's just go into that fantasy land. For what a is that parallel universe like? <laughs> what you, color is the sky in your world, Ron? Even, even if that was the case, if you told me that on back-to-back nights you were going to get four or five innings from your starter, and your bullpen was going to have to give you at least four or five innings—that's not even counting the potential for extra innings against that Yankees lineup. I'd say one of those nights is probably going to end up pretty badly for that bullpen, right? Yeah, and to Manny's point, like, yeah, who? Why are we? Why are we picking nits over which guy went in and got lit up? Taylor Rogers, one of the best relievers in the American League, for my money, didn't get the job done. Um, you're getting ahead of yourself. We'll yeah, play you're, get, that's a good. It's a great point. Job. It's yeah. a great point. Manny's just got. He hit the nail on the head. I think it's worth underscoring that not a lot of great options. I don't think you'd feel great about a lot of them right now, which is why, and maybe we'll talk about this on America's Favorite New Game Show next, but it's why I think you probably need at least one more trusted arm back there. Agreed. Today. When I defend the bullpen, it's not to say that it doesn't need to be upgraded to win October baseball games. That Those are two separate conversations. I'm just saying the bullpen situation is not as bleak as it may look sometimes. Why weren't people calling the Score North First Place Twins show yesterday talking about how great a job the Twins' bullpen did to get the first win in this series. We weren't getting those calls. I didn't see those tweets. Just saying. That's why we play Did the Twins' bullpen do its job once a week. This time, maybe twice. Maybe twice a week. Maybe twice. That's coming up next, and we still have more time for your calls on the Twins' vent line at 651-646-8255, or tweet us at SKOR North and the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bomba Soda. The land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 60 is back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. How did I become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works? And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download. It is 1246. Manny Hill here with you and the Score North download is brought to you by my pillow. Did the umpires did the strike zone, did the questionable strike zone cost the Twins the game last night, or was it all on the bullpen? Let us know. Tweet us at Score North. That's at S-K-O-R North. Tweet at Derek Wetmore or at Rami is tweeting, or at, you can tweet me at Manny Hill 84 Let us know throughout the day, because uh, that Twins-Yankees game last night, a lot to unpack there still, and uh, we'll be doing that all afternoon. So tweet us at Score North. Let us know how you feel as we return to the Score North First Place Twin Show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 60. Rami Makhlouf here. Derek Wetmore there. You just heard Manny Hill, who's on the other side of the glass. Like Manny said, Twins talk 
throughout the afternoon here on Score North. Score North Live with Matthew Collar coming up at 1 o'clock. And obviously, we'll talk a lot about this game on Mackie and Judd with Rami this afternoon uh, from 4 to 6. Jason Stark, we can officially oh now gosh. say, <laughs> Hall of Fame baseball writer, joins us at 420. I'm sure he'll have thoughts on that game. Yeah, pretty good day to be talking to uh, J.G. Uh, what is it? Spink Award winner? J.G. Taylor Spink? I think so. Man, I should brush up on that. It That's will right. never apply to me, so it doesn't matter. I just but keep it simple and say Hall of Hall Fame baseball writer. writer. <laughs> yep. That's accurate. Great day to talk to Jason. And Jason Stark, part of our great baseball coverage, so is former Twins closer Glenn Perkins. And every Thursday, we have the Score North Twins show, Glenn Perkins on baseball. And you can now join Score North for a special recording of the Score North Twins show, Glenn Perkins on baseball, Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. at Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. Shows around 5.30. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer courtesy of Modest Brewing Company. If a former Brewers closer and the Score North First Place Twins show isn't enough for you, free beer and prize giveaways throughout the night. The event is free, but you must register to attend. Register now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. I'll be there. Mackie will be there. Derek will be there. Judd will be there. And, of course, Glenn Perkins. That's going on August 6th. And uh, get your tickets right now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. We'll play. Uh, Rami, you just did it again, by the way. I did what? You called Glenn Perkins uh, former Brewers closer. I did not. Yes, you did. No, He's I didn't. Only, he only you pitched totally for one did. team in his big league career. <laughs> totally did. Damn it. Former gopher, former Stillwater pony. Months, Rami. <laughs> Tighten it up. Tighten, Tighten it up. up. Let's go. Let's play uh, Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job in a few minutes. But first, let's get these calls in. Yes. Tom, North Branch, you're on the Score North First Place Twins Show. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for taking the call. Sure. Uh, look, sitting in the stands watching Gibson, we were there for the 18-hour ordeal. And I, I, I didn't know if the Twins were thinking about this or not when they did it. Gibson looked great in that 17th. He also uh, started that opener a while back, hmm. pitched the first inning. How about if we support the the the, uh, the starters? We only need four four man rotation going into into playoffs. Gibson let him pitch the, out of the bullpen. First time through, he looks better. Second time through, he's kind of an older Izzy thing from last year. Hmm. Uh, Gibson, I think, is a could be a bullpen pitcher at this point. Uh, would bolster the bullpen. Pick up a uh, a good starter. Uh, that's my thought. I haven't heard anybody really talk about sure. that. He may not go for it, but tough. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. How many million? The that's other right. thing is this uh, Blake Parker. I call it the pre-pitch routine. That's not a windup. He's exhausting the fans himself. <laughs> Seriously, he's exhausted by the time he takes a deep breath. It is, it's a lot. And throws the pitch. Thanks for the call, Tom. Tom. It, is, it is a lot. Somebody told me what Blake yesterday. Parker is doing before the pitch. They feel like he's got all the quirks of a closer uh-huh. without the stuff. Without the stuff. I thought that was really mean spirited, but uh hard to argue. Right. The Gibson to the bullpen thing's interesting. I don't know that I that I love it. Like if his stuff plays up and he's you know ninety five with the fastball, he's got the breaking ball and the changeup. It's like I could see it working a turn through uh, lineup. I just think that if he has that stuff working, you probably want him going more than one time through. So it's a little bit of you know damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like if he has his stuff, you want him stretched out. If he doesn't have that sort of dominating. Ability on a given night. Uh, not sure you want him with the game on the line in the eighth inning, anyways. At so least one of your starters is probably going to the bullpen in the postseason, right? We'll see because it depends how much you add. Right. If you get a starter, a lefty reliever, and a high leverage righty reliever, I'm not sure you need to move Martin Perez into the bullpen. Like you're pretty well set. All right, let's quick in and Billy before we play to the Twins bullpen do its job. Billy got about a minute, man. Go ahead. Hey, uh, what's the status on Austin Deal? Because I know that they like Castro's defense, and that's the reason you can't put Garver at first. But uh, sure. you know, it's all about we should, we, we got to get Garver some more at bats. But he, he should be a everyday everyday ball player. I'll hang up. Thanks. Love Appreciate it, it. Billy. Haven't thanks heard for an the update call. on La Tortuga lately. Have you strained oblique? It's going to be a little bit longer than like obliques are weird, and that's the right. fallback you can always go to. That crash, I guess, was pretty vicious. Um, I've seen him around in the clubhouse. He was playing dominoes the other day, but I've seen him in the dugout having a good. Sure. Time during yeah. some of these comebacks and big innings, and I don't know if he's uh, eminent to return. I guess if if I was to guess, Buxton's back first. Then you've got to figure out who's back first: CJ Crone, Williams, Astadio. I 
I'm not going to fight any caller who says Mitch Garver should get more playing time. That dude needs You're to be in the lineup really? all the time. Yeah, I'm not going to strong arm. Didn't know you, were, you liked Mitch Garver at all. <laughs> I just was not feels aware like of that. the only one here willing to point out that he's the best hitter in baseball. All right, let's get to America's favorite new game show. Manny, hit the music. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's time to play. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? Where we find out if the Twins bullpen... Did its job, and now your host, it is Derek Wetmar. Derek, take it away! Rob Robbie, thank you very much. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen in our studio audience. What a treat it is to be playing Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job two days early. A Wednesday edition. Typically Friday, but the people clamored for it, and you asked, so shall you receive... Um, you're going to be a little disappointed by the end of this game, but there are bright spots along the way. Manny Hill, are you ready? Let's do this. Kyle Gibson pitched five innings against the Yankees, had like 100 pitches or something like that when Rocco Baldelli went to his brand new reliever that many Twins fans had not heard of, Cody Stashek. He went through two innings, four hits, no earned runs, and three strikeouts of the Yankees' Major League ERA after his debut 0.00. 0.00. Manny did. Cody Stashek do his job. Yeah. I think that one's pretty easy, right? Yeah. Nice, nice little, uh, nice little outing for the kid. Enough to well. trust him in the eighth inning in October for you, or you want to see more? Uh, I don't know if I'll go that far yet. I need to see a little <laughs> bit more. I think. But, right. but it was. Uh, I think when he when he struck out Aaron Judge, that was that was big. That yeah. was really impressive. Yeah. Uh, little low ball on the outside half there got him swinging. That was little that was moxie, great. I think. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that, all right, I'm not afraid of this moment, let's go. Let it eat. Um, It was interesting to see. I do agree with you, Manny, that he did do his job. Um, I also agree with you that probably want to see more before you anoint him Taylor Rogers' setup man for the American League Division Series. Blake Parker came in next, start the eighth inning, boys, and you already know how that one went. Glaber Torres walk, then double, double, strikeout, double, end of the night for Blake Parker. I don't even know if we <laughs> you get to ask the question. For the sake of argument, wow. we can't even like, no, there's no, it's it's impossible to say, no Manny, what, what say yeah. you of Blake Parker? Yeah, I, I just. Twice. <laughs> worthy of twice. Yeah, it's, it's worthy probably, of it's good. probably fair to say. Absolutely. There are some people who want that to be the end of the Blake Parker era in Minnesota. I'm not sure that I'm, I'm going that yet. far. No. I just, you don't put him in in a huge trusted spot right now, given the stuff that he's shown you lately. Yeah, he, he earned two sad trombones. Tyler Duffy came in to replace Blake Parker. If you guys don't get this one right, Ram Rami is going to step in. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> You go ahead and do your thing. Tyler Duffy came in basically to get Edwin Encarnacion. Uh-huh. He struck him out. Went mm-hmm. to full count, struck him out. Oh, I'm sorry, 2-2 two, two struck him out. Then he faced Luke Voigt, the Yankees slugging first baseman. And uh, he was pretty mad by the way the plate appearance went. He ended up walking him. He got him to 1-2, then a foul ball, and then three consecutive pitches that were called... Balls. Luke Voigt ended up drawing a walk, and uh, when the twin skipper went out to argue his case for what some might call a blatantly, egregiously terrible missed call by the home plate umpire, some people might call it that. Some. Uh, they went to Ryan Harper then. So that was the end of Tyler Duffy's night. Manny Hill, it sounds like there's some pressure on this one. The studio judge is uh, ready to cast judgment on your answer. Punch out of Ed Wing and walking Luke Voigt on a controversial call. Did Tyler Duffy do his job? Yes, he did. There we go. Good. Okay. Did his job. The umpire, the home play umpire did not. Took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you. All right. We saved Ron no Rami. Need, no uh, need for Ron Rami to step in here. <laughs> and that's good because it's a Wednesday, so we're having to pay the studio announcer right. time and a half. Exactly. <laughs> Any minute we can save is good get paid, for the... He gets paid by the word. Score North first place twin show. Ryan Harper comes in and gives up a painful double to Didi Gregorius, a guy who apparently can't be retired. Um, that was... When Rocco came out and actually got ejected, but I think we know that the, that fire had started earlier. Um, then Ryan Harper did get Gary Sanchez to ground out to end the inning. I think that was the end of the night's work for Ryan Harper. Manny, did your guy, Ryan Harper, do his job? 
I'm going to say no because that hanging breaking ball that he threw to D.D. Gregorius, that was that double I talked about in the last segment that went off the wall that Kepler tried to jump up and get, and he just couldn't get it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the two runs scored. The Yankees went up 10-9. to nine. I, I mean, regardless of what happened with Tyler Duffy, and Tyler Duffy got screwed, Ryan Harper's got to come in, and he's got to, He's got to shut the door there, and he didn't do it. So Yeah, right, fair to say. He's been reliable basically all year, kind of came up out of nowhere. He's where would this bullpen be without him? But, yeah, you're supposed to get D.D. Gregorius out there. That's and already in there. It's a tough job, but you didn't get it done. Therefore, well, you did not do your job. It's not the, the game show is not called, Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? That was reasonably <laughs> reasonable to expect as long as things were lined up. The game show is much simpler than that. It's did the Twins bullpen do its job. And last night, overall, sorry, I think we can say it did not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you even want to go into uh, Taylor Rogers and Cole Stewart because we saw what happened. Taylor Rogers blown save on his second night of work in a pressure-packed spot. You can't get a blown save and then have even the generous judge, Manny Hill, saying you did your job, right? I mean, Taylor yeah. Rogers. No, he didn't. He did not do his job. Didn't get it done, and then Cole Stewart came in and pitched the 10th. Like, to me, <sighs> Cole Stewart, by the way, three hits, two earned runs. I, I guess I'll ask you, Manny, did Cole Stewart do his job? Uh, I will say no. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? I, I hate mean, to, like, pull the rug out from under your, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like, sometimes it's obvious. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, sometimes it's, very, it's just obvious. obvious. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, patronize the audience by asking, like, did this guy who gave up four earned runs and got one out, did he do his job? But, like, that outing is cause for frustration of the fan base, and I think the perfect inciting incident to allow the front office to come in and say, it's okay, we can fix this. Time to save the day with a week to go before the July 31st trade deadline. Another rousing edition of Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job and another rousing edition of the Score North. Oh, okay, I'll bring back Ram Rami. I thought I was going to make it quick. This has been a Wednesday edition of Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job for your host, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill. I'm Ram Rami saying thanks for listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show. We're all back tomorrow at noon with Glenn Perkins. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 320 and 23.